Welcome to the Wellbeing and Career World podcast. I'm delighted to be chatting with founder of The Start Effect. She's a passionate storyteller and lifelong learner. Sarah has worked with kids for almost 20 years in after-school programs, mentoring programs, and as a children's book writer and illustrator, as well as a kids' yoga instructor. Sarah received her Master's in Digital Marketing Communications from West Virginia University in 2021. She is the AORA of SCBWI Pennsylvania, West and the president of the Pittsburgh chapter of IAW. After living in New York for a month, Virginia, Texas and Maryland, Sarah now lives in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania with her husband, their four kids, two dogs and books in every room. When she's not writing, drawing or getting digital, Sarah loves hitting the water on her stand-up paddleboard, practicing her ukulele, trying out a new recipe in the kitchen or finding zen on her yoga mat. And on today's podcast, we'll be chatting about digital wellness. Uh, very well, welcome to the podcast, Sarah Maynard. A very good, I think it's morning where you are, Sarah. It is morning where I am. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. No, don't be, don't be too excited. Honestly, it's me you're chatting to. Um, so generally, Sarah, so where are you right now on planet Earth? I am in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And give listeners a little idea. Where is that in relation to the, the big US of A, uh, north, yeah. south, east, west? So it's the uh, northeastern part. Um, so Pennsylvania is kind of like long and wide. And a lot of people will think that we're over near Philadelphia, near New York, but we're actually about six hours west of that. Okay. So wow. <laughs> a little closer. We're, we're, I'm right up next to Ohio and pretty close to like Michigan and uh, Lake Erie. So. Oh, pretty cool. So what about then the weather? I always ask the weather. I know it's kind of summertime oh, yeah. there. What's it like? Is it hot and sticky or? Um, it, it Pittsburgh weather is one of those that they'll tell you, you know, wake up in the morning, wait a couple hours. If you don't like the weather, it's going to change. All right. So <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yesterday we had like a downpour in the middle of the day, but it was gorgeous and sunny the rest of the time. So <laughs> And, and a little is, bit of everything. And is it, is it I mean, do you, do, we're not going to get a conspiracy theory, theory here for global warming, but is it getting hotter, do you think, or is the weather changing significantly? Uh, I don't know that I notice. Um, You're just getting on with life. Yeah. Who I'm cares? Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the best. I tell you, in Dublin, um, it's September tomorrow, I think it is. Yeah, it is. It's been unusual. I'm not going to say unusually hot. It's been quite warm and humid. Um, mm. which is nice I don't get wrong I'm not complaining but um, you always know about the grass the grass is getting a little bit burnt it's not as green as as yeah. what it could be and they're giving these hose pipe bands do you get them in the states these hose pipe bands where no. they, you can't use your hose pipe oh yes yes some places do we don't have that here in um, in Pennsylvania that I know of right um, we get enough we have we have quite a bit of rain um, I have a, a friend that when she moved here she said that if she thinks it rains more in Pittsburgh than it does in places like Seattle that are known for like raining all of the time. Oh, right. I okay. I don't know if that's true, but right. <laughs> there's a lot more cloud cover than she was ready for. <laughs> I think we should become meteorologists because I think it's an Irish thing because we love talking about the weather in Ireland. It's the first thing we do when we meet somebody. Oh, it's going to be a nice day. <laughs> It's going to be a rainy day today. Okay, enough about my my boring uh, uh, stuff of Ireland. So I gave a little introduction about your background. So can your listeners know, know a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, so I am a homeschooling mom to four kids. Well, three now. My oldest just started high school a week ago. So he uh, he opted to go to an arts 
specific arts academy. So he's really excited about being there. But so I homeschool my younger three um, and I own the Start Effect, which is the, all about helping us restart and get back to that finding balance between being online and unplugged. Um, and I kind of came about this uh, like sideways. Um, I got my, uh, my master's degree in digital marketing communications, um, but I've always been so fascinated about how we communicate not only with each other, but how we communicate with ourselves and, and the being online and the digital, the digital part of our life, that digital world has kind of upset our balance in talking to ourselves and talking to other people, both online and in the physical world. So with that fascination has kind of got me where I am now. <laughs> cool. So what about then, Sarah? So what is, for a dummy like myself, what is digital marketing? I mean, what generally yeah. the simplistic way of answering it? Mm -hmm. So digital marketing is any way that you market your products, your services, yourself through your personal brand, uh, in the digital world. So that's anything from email marketing to your website, to paid ads, to social media, um, anything that you use the internet to do and to get your message out there, that's digital marketing. And I mean, especially in the world now, I mean, I'll be honest with you, even when I look at the phone or whether the iPad and you flick through and it just seems to be so much information out there it's and it's very hard to know what's real and what's fake and i mean does like online marketing or digital marketing does it contribute to like a negative well-being kind of do people get frustrated or oh yeah i think overwhelmed is the word i hear a lot because it is a lot um i was just actually looking earlier this week at like how much information is available to us on the internet and it's like 1,200 petabytes, which is, I don't know, it's got 12 zeros at the end of it. So it's so much information. Um, and it's coming at us so fast all of the time. And one thing that we as a society have not done well as the, because the internet's still very new, right? Yeah. In, in comparison to other things. Um, and we've just kind of let it creep in and, you know, just be there. And there's, there's beginning to be more and more regulation on it, but it's, we haven't done the work in, in our own, on our own side to create some more boundaries. So for example, like when cable came out and there were, I mean, the, you had a thousand channels or what, hundreds of channels really. Um, you could very easily just turn off your TV. Well, I say easily, but you know, it was all we were, we were getting into that mindset a little bit already, but, yeah. <laughs> but you could turn your TV off and you would leave the room and it wouldn't come with you. Yeah. You could go outside, you could do something else. And, but now we carry these devices in our pockets and we haven't created those same kinds of boundaries for ourselves. And, and that's contributing to the, just the constant overwhelm and the, the feeling like it's just never never away it, it, it's amazing because even when say for example there's a, a celebrity or um an actor or somebody that's high profile in business and they, they'll say something and i remember i probably go to bed and i would read something that that individual allegedly has said and then the following morning there'll be a different article about the same individual and it would contradict what that person has mm -hmm. said and i'm going 
I'm sure I'm sure he said that last night, but he didn't say what he meant with that. And it's just very difficult. So what about then? I'm trying to be neutral here. I am with this question. I mean, we talk about a lot of negativities and stuff like that, but are there any positivities with social media? Is there any positives? I mean, or is it just all bad? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think there's a lot of positives. And I think if we, if we look at the younger generations, we can really start to see that because for example, take someone who maybe is living in a small town who doesn't feel like there's anyone that they know that they can use as an example, that they could see themselves growing into as a mentor, any of those kinds of things. But because of social media, because of the internet, they can connect with those people. They can find community and people that are like them and that understand the things that they're talking about, even if the people in their physical world do not. Right. Um, so that I think is a huge positive. Um, and one, one big positive, I was actually talking with a friend about this yesterday that we've seen specifically with the younger generation is, is how much more comfortable they are being authentic in themselves um, and unapologetically authentic, sometimes a little too much, but you know, that's, that's a teen for you, but, uh, <laughs> but they, they seem to be able to, because they can find that community and they can find those people that are like them, it's, it seems to be easier for them to say, you know what, this is who I am and I'm okay with that. Right. And, and talking about harder issues like mental health and, um, and things along that avenue and really tearing down some of those stigmas. Um, my, my oldest actually had a friend text him and say, hey, I'm going to be offline for a couple of days. I need to take some steps back for my mental health. And they were all like, cool, awesome. And everyone was like, great, we'll see you when you get back. We'll be here. And there was, there was no other talk about it. That was it. They were like, thanks for letting us know. We will, we'll make sure not to be being like, where are you? What's going on? Are you okay? Um, So they, they seem to be doing a a lot in, in making their lives better that way. Um, And I think we can have a lot to, to learn from how they do that. Is it then, I mean, what we see in social media, so say, for example, you have a lot of these uh, shows on and they have, you know, men with amazing bodies and women with amazing bodies and and they have these fast cars and they're they're selling beautiful properties and stuff like that. Is, is, Is that, in your own opinion, is that a false reality? that maybe is adding to these issues that people have mental health or might be a little bit of stress mm. for what they're seeing. Are they trying to compete with something that's really not real? Oh yeah. I think that's, that's become even more prevalent. Um, and we have to combat it on, and, and it's hard because we have to do it ourselves. We have to curate our own feeds and make sure that we're limiting the amount of, of those kinds of things that we're seeing, which is, isn't, it's not possible to really completely eliminate them, but you can really eliminate limit, excuse me, limit it, um, which is really helpful. But it is, it is okay. Well, let's start with so um, when at the start of social media, um, they all kind of grew out of a website called Hot or Not, which basically was just two guys who said, you know what, we're just going to post pictures of people mostly women and people are going to vote whether they're hot or not. Right. And that was it. That was the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, Mark Zuckerberg used that kind of idea when he was creating Facebook. And that's how we end up with this liking culture that has sprung out of that. And so people were always trying to, 
to say, oh, these are the best things that are doing. I'm doing this amazing stuff. Here's all this. I'm so great. Everything about life is great. And I think especially since um, in the last two years because of the pandemic, I think we're, we started to see a little bit more of people saying, you know what? No, it's not all awesome. Sometimes yeah. things are really bad. And right. And, and, and it was something that the whole world at once could say, yeah, it's really bad. And, and I think we came together a little bit about that. Um, and I'm hopeful that we're going to start to see a shift um, in how, in how we present ourselves online and how people use the online space. Um, but, but there definitely is that underlying current that we're fighting against because it was created to, to get likes to get people to say how great you are really like, (laughs) um, and so we're, we're kind of fighting that, that back and forth. And, um, but we're seeing some newer apps that I think are, are trying to combat that a little bit and, and opening it up to, to more authenticity and not that here's my shiny, here's my shiny wall that I hide behind, but don't look past the edges of my picture frame. (laughs) <laughs> it, it, it is interesting you say that there was an article here a few days ago in the paper I don't know if, if, if it made the states but it was about a dating app and one of the staff or ex-staff um, reported saying that they when they knew a client was membership was about to expire they would then start sending messages or something to uh, a client to say that they were interested in dating them to huh. hopefully get them to renew their membership. So mm-hmm. the reason I'm saying this is because, and not specifically to, to, to focus on the dating side, because when you look at a dating app, all you're seeing is pictures and they can say yeah. anything they want. They can say in the bio, yep. I'm an amazing person with a great six pack or whatever, I have yeah. a, you know, <laughs> whatever, like, you know, and then you, and then you either meet them or you don't meet them. And it depends on your perception, your reality, whether you're disappointed by the reality or what you have seen on a dating app. Um, but the, 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 the reason I ask this, because obviously you're from digital marketing uh, background, is do, do the companies psychologically know what humanity kind of thrive on? You know, trying to get it. Do you go to a supermarket and you go to a supermarket and the shelves are stacked in a certain way because they know you're going to look at the middle aisle, the middle part of the, the shelf first. And then your eyes will probably go to the bottom and then probably to the top, depending. So they know what you're attracted to initially. So is that part of the process, do you think, that we're kind of, we're, because we, because of who we are, they know what we want. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely, and marketers around the world definitely use that, that kind of model that we, you know, we understand the psychology about why someone does the thing that they do. And that's why great marketing thing, um, marketing campaigns, that's the word I'm looking for, um, are always, (laughs) are always really built around stories because we connect so much with stories. Um, and that's one of the reasons that like influencer marketing, um, has really just kind of blown up and exploded and become a really viable way for people to get their, their products and services and stuff out there because, the story that that influencer has already created, they've already created a relationship with that person through the story that they're telling, whether that story is completely authentic or, you know, they're playing a role. Unfortunately, there's no way for us on the other side to know, right? Right. Um, (laughs) But, but 
that's definitely leading definitely I think a place that it's going because there's that story and that relationship um and and marketers know that marketers know how to to sell things um that's why they keep keep marketing keep getting jobs um <laughs> but, <laughs> it's all, don't get wrong it's all business I get it it's, it's all, all business yeah. I get it. um <laughs> but I think the best companies the best companies that are doing marketing in a way that is authentic and is is in a way that they're trying to to better the society is looking at those really authentic stories and right. and starting to tell things that are more true and universal. When did this Sarah happen? I mean, with regards to this influencers, I had no idea. I must have been under a rock because <laughs> it, it, it's all of a sudden. It, it, I, I'll be honest with you, Sarah. I actually thought Facebook was a platform where you could have a bit of fun with people that you know mm-hmm. that maybe you've maybe you've worked in one country and another country and all of a sudden you want to keep in touch with them and you kind of share funny moments and so and then I realized oh no it's not like this it's very it's kind of like you know you get pictures put up of I made a cake today and I yep. I made I'm I, I'm scratching my head going am I have I missed something and then all of a sudden you realize this you get these influencers and I've no I've no criticism against them because they're, they're doing what they're doing and are obviously they're happy so well well maybe they're not but <laughs> do, do, do I mean when did all this start when does all this influence because I used to, used to remember Oof. as a celebrity so I would look at people yeah. like heroes for me anyways like the likes of Tom Cruise and sports people Roy Keane and stuff like that so when did all this start that you know yeah you, I think as as social media has grown what we've seen is this shift from those, I mean, we still definitely have those celebrity endorsers, right? Especially yeah. for bigger companies, but smaller companies are realizing that when you're looking at your target audience, if you find an influencer who has a strong following of people who are made up of your target audience, then you're going to have a better return on investment to invest with that influencer than to, uh, to, you know, to run ads somewhere um, because of that relationship that they have. And um, there's, there's a lot of talk about the, even people with smaller followings, um, they're called micro influencers, people that only have a couple thousand followers, but because the return on investment is so good for these companies, that it, it becomes a really viable way to market. Um, now as to when that happened, I feel like it's, it's just kind of just like the internet is done with a lot of things. It just kind of creeps in. And then all of a sudden we're like, what, what happened? This is a thing now. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It's real sneaky like that. <laughs> it is. I say, so as we're chatting there, this came to my attention here on my right hand side, obviously because it's quite warm here. I have a bottle of deodorant, right? Mm-hmm. Now, it's interesting. We talk about marketing and this is where you kind of get sucked in. And we'll move on to the digital well-being part now in a moment. But just to give listeners an idea how you get sucked into this type of stuff, the advertising, I'm not going to say what company it is, but it says for a, st- for, for a sustainable future. And then the little link, little icon that says recycle. And then it says the can is made from recyclable aluminium. And then the product was assembled in a factory using 100% renewable grid electricity. Now, the interesting thing is you look at that and you go, oh, that's kind of environmentally friendly, but mm-hmm. maybe it's not. I don't know. That's what I'm trying to say. It's very yeah. hard to know what's real and what's not real. Um, yeah. So what is then digital well-being? So we'll move away from all that kind of positivity and negativity stuff. So mm-hmm. let's move on to the good stuff. So what is digital well-being? 
Yeah, so digital well-being, um, you also may have heard it called like digital health or digital wellness, um, but it's being intentional and forming a healthy relationship with technology, both, um, both in how you use it for work, which so many of us do, and how we use it in our personal life. Um, because our, our lives are really lived now in two worlds, the physical world and the digital world, and they impact and affect each other. So it's that looking at what you're doing digitally to make sure that you're one doing, you know, that you're on, on the things that you want to do, doing the things that you want to do, and you're making an intentional choice. Um, I read a quote the other day that talked about digital mindfulness is really about making sure that you are, give, are, are intentionally choosing what you're doing, um, which is hard because a lot of times, and the way that a lot of these apps are designed is to keep you there, to keep you mindlessly scrolling, mindlessly playing, you know, I don't know, Candy Crush or yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they're, they're designed to suck you in and keep you doing it. Uh, so, so it's that, that choice that we make and things that we help ourselves with, help put in place different things to, to help us make those choices and pull us out of the rabbit hole when we've been, you know, following too many things on TikTok. <laughs> Does that include like, um, don't get me wrong, I mean, I'm, I, I do look at TikTok because it kind of makes me realize how, how normal my life is. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> when I see adults dancing at a camera, um, I kind of go, oh, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm yep. actually doing okay. Yeah, I'm actually yeah. okay. <laughs> Let's uh, I'll say nothing. So what about then the likes of the WhatsApps and the the, uh, the Signal, uh, all these uh, messenger and stuff like that? Is there a way then to, because obviously if you get, a tech, you get a text message from a friend and it's very hard to fully understand or reciprocate what they've actually meant. And sometimes it can make you agitated or annoyed or angry. Is there a way to kind of maintain that as well and make sure you manage that? Yeah. So the, the first thing that I always say, so when you get either a text message from somebody or you've got a comment on a social media post, um, our first initial reaction is like, Oh, I'm going to tell them, let me tell them I'm going to, I've got exactly what I want to say. A lot of times though, that is going to result in you looking at that later going, Oh, that's not, that's not what I meant. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so the, the first step is to put it down. Just put your device down, set it down, turn it off. Put it down. <laughs> Just, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's a habit we have to practice because I, it's, it's not something that, because these devices have been, you know, they're, they're designed for us to keep holding on to. Yeah. So we have to actively start saying, oh, you know what? Hold on. I'm going to put it down. I'm going to take a breath. And I'm going to think it through a little bit. Um, and especially when you're getting messages, text messages and stuff from friends and family and colleagues, coworkers, if you are, you know, and you can ask for clarification, certainly. Yeah. Um, but if it's something that you're like, you know, I really have no idea. It is still okay to call. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, and, and I, this is one that, so I, I heard a story about a woman that had gotten a text message that from a number she didn't know that had said um, a family member of hers was in jail and needed bail. And All right. the, the first thing that she did was send the money. She was like, oh my gosh, yeah, okay, fine, here, get them out. <laughs> and 
And I was like, if you had set it down for a second and thought it for it for a second and called your family member and said, Hey, like if you get them on the phone, obviously they're not in jail. So you don't need to send any money. Um, <laughs> but it was a scammer <laughs> who got, who ended up getting money from her because she didn't take, uh, and, and of course now afterwards, you know, hindsight's 2020, you're looking at it like, well, obviously I should have, I should have called, I should have texted her number. I should have, you know, all of these things that were like, ah, oh, yeah, those are the things I should have done. But because it's not something that we're used to have happening, these are new things that are popping up for us. Yeah. But in just in having this conversation, so even just the listeners listening right now, this is something, when something happens like that, when you get those, you get those text messages that are like, uh, you know, your account has been compromised. Click this link. Don't click the link. Don't, don't click the link. <laughs> yeah. Step away from uh, the phone. Step away. Take a minute. Yeah. Um, and because everything moves so fast on the internet and online, we feel like we have to move just as fast and we don't. Um, so one thing I, I like to tell parents and especially teens, cause they just live in the fast lane at all times, um, which can be really dangerous for the <laughs> internet and a number of other things. Um, but, <laughs> but that, you know, if your phone was off and you didn't get that message, what is the worst thing that would have happened? Well, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, it's, it's most of the time it's not, it, it would be fine if you text them back two hours later, three yeah. hours later, the next day. Yeah. Um, and, and so, so much of it is empowering ourselves to say, you know what, it's okay if I don't respond right away. That's it's, all right. <laughs> it's, it's funny to as you're saying that because I, I've gone back to the email now. So not that you had like your WhatsApp and your signal and stuff like that. And I just found I, I was, and this is not to be mean to any of my friends out there, um, but I found that my time would be spent just texting and mm -hmm. I would go, and I'm going to be going to call them out on this. I know this happened to you, Sarah, where you then go to phone them up and then they don't answer. Yep. And then a few moments later on, they continue to text you and they go, I'm sorry, just be busy at the moment. You're like, well, we can get this conversation done in about two or three minutes and then yeah. you can then get on with your <laughs> life. So I've decided my own self is that I, I have, uh, certain individuals that I just email. It's not because I don't like them. It's just mm -hmm. email for me is that I can get back to the email and answer it when I'm ready. Does that make sense? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I think that's so important because every, every aspect of this is so incredibly personal. You have to figure out what is going to work for you, for yeah. your situation. And that's going to change depending on what season of life you are in. It's a, you know, and that's why we have to start over. We have to do things, come back to things and look at it again and make new decisions and make new choices. Um, but it, it starts with, with saying that you're going to be mindful about it and deciding to make that choice. Can I ask you something, Sarah? I know we didn't speak about this before, but or, or planning this, but this is interesting to me. Do you know when you see those posts, right? And they're like, you see them on the business website that begins with the L. I'm not going to say which one it is, but it's it says, I'm delighted or I am proud to announce. I am delighted to announce. I am proud to announce. What on earth is, is that just, is that just self-promotion of a company and an individual? I mean, is that realistic now? I am delighted. I am, I've, we, we've, we've reached record profits. We've. I'm now working for Joe Bloggs, 
you know what I'm trying to get at here? Is yeah, that, is that, yeah. Is that, is that the way it's all personal branding? Is that what it is? I, I think a lot of it is personal branding for sure, um, especially on the on that particular site. Um, I, but overall, I think we have a lot of personal branding going on, but people often don't think about it that way. Right. Um, and, and sometimes they're just, you know, wanting to be transparent about what they're doing. Not that this happens with a lot of people, but I think there are definitely some people when they post about something like that, they're like, oh, I'm so excited for this. I'm, I can't right. wait for this. This is really great. I think sometimes in a way they're trying to make themselves be excited about that thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, which I mean, for sure, definitely people are excited about new positions and, and things that they've done well, for sure. Absolutely. But because there's this screen in between us, yeah. right? You don't get that whole picture. No. You don't get the body language. You don't get all of those tiny little cues that you would get if you were sitting across from someone. So we just kind of have to take things at face value and, and say, you know, if you want to know more, engage, Actually, find out, are you really excited? Like, yeah. So what would you say, Sarah, to an individual or a client who wants to manage the time that they spend on their phone while also engaging with a real life person in front of them? Because you do see it sometimes where you could be out with individuals or friends and you're having a conversation and the phone goes off or they get a text message and conversation stops because they answer their phone or they engage with a text message. Uh, how then can somebody manage that? One thing that I tell clients a lot is to say, you know what, just pick one meal, one meal where you are sitting and eating with other people that you put your phone in a different room, set it somewhere else. So you can't even pick it up to Google something during a conversation and, and commit to doing that for a week. So it's a small step, but I mean, I have not yet had anyone come back and tell me, nope, that didn't work. It was terrible. I hated all of it. Um, but I, what I do here is I had such a great conversation with my partner last night because we've been working on this. I finally feel like I connected with my team. <laughs> that one was a big one. Like the, and just because in, you know, and it takes a little bit of time. So doing it just one or two days, isn't going to work. You really need that like full week. And I, you know, oftentimes you're going to find that you enjoy it so much that you get so much out of that, even if it's just half an hour, yeah. um, that you start to feel a little bit lighter and, and that can be the doorway to opening that, making more of those boundaries and, and setting more time away from our device. What about then, Sarah? So this is, this is going to be an interesting one, right? I'm going to name and shame my dad because about a month ago, he was sitting down watching, uh, looking at his phone. And on the phone, he said, such and such an actor has died. Mm -hmm. And obviously that can be upsetting because if you like the actor, you like the individual. And it turned out that it was false. The, the article was from an unknown media source. So how then... Can you manage that? I mean, for researching information that is factual and not so factual, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so actually, just yesterday, my son and I driving home from school were talking about this because he had watched a video that said that teens in another country did not have school dances. And I was like, really? They have no, no school dances at all? And he was like, yeah, that's what the video said. And I was like, one video. Right. You watched one video and you made a decision. 
And he was then, no, I mean, because we've talked about this a lot in our house, obviously. Right. And then he, <laughs> you could see it come over him like, oh, right. I was supposed to find more than one source that yes. says the same thing. Um, and that's really hard because that puts the work on us to go look and say, okay, yep, here are four sources saying the same thing. It's likely that that's actually true. Um, and so I, I think about that a lot with, uh, with what, you know, what they call fake news and people post, just like you were saying, posting things that aren't true. Yeah. And that because of how the internet works, it goes so fast. I mean, fake news is not a new thing. I mean, ever since people have been able to share information it's, you know, the rumors, the just talking about people, all of that. But now in an instant, you know, in two hours, you could have something all the way around the world or faster, depending on how many followers you have. Right. Yeah. So. But one thing that I really caution people is if you are going to post it, if you're going to say, yep, I read this. Isn't this really interesting? Do a little bit of extra research before you post it. Yeah. Because you want to make sure that you're sharing, you know, you're the idea that you're sharing it is because you want to help other people usually. And if we're sharing information that's false, then that's not helpful to anybody. Yeah. Um, it just perpetuates this culture. But or, or, yeah, but the, the hard, <laughs> it definitely puts the, the weight on us on the other side to say, okay, well, hold on. That was, I heard a thing and now I'm going to check, find a couple of trusted news sources. And, yes. <laughs> and look there <laughs> honestly you're dead right because the amount of stuff i've been sent i'm looking at it going what, what? i only seen that person yesterday no they can't they, so it's kind of this type of stuff where um and i can catch you out as you said sarah because if you start sharing it before you know it a lot of people have it and it, it kind of makes it the, the individual who initially shared it look like a bit of an sorry a bit of an idiot because they yeah. haven't actually done the background work mm -hmm. to make sure that what they've sent is actually is actually factual and true and um, yeah. what about then can you explain the three org challenge oh yes yeah so uh it's a, a challenge so i actually have changed the word challenge to reboot reboot because, yeah, the, yeah reboot. the reboot <laughs> uh so it's rest recharge and restart so really it ends up being four hours now with the reboot but right um <laughs> But because, so I, yeah, so I took the word challenge out because it's already challenging enough to do. Uh, and, and so in thinking about that, I was like, oh, you know what, maybe we're just, I'm just trying to make, I want to make it easy. I want to make it something where you can take a couple of steps and, you know, just like, you know, having your, putting your phone or your device away during, while you're eating meals, being present in the moment with other people in the physical world. Um, and so some other things that we're talking about is a lot of things surrounding digital wellness and digital mindfulness. Um, one being looking at the, the apps that you're using and setting time limits for yourself. So if you're, if you're looking at all of the time you spend online and you're like, wow, I was on Facebook for like four hours this week. That's a lot like, and for me, and that could be different for other people. So this is like, like, you have to decide what's the right amount of time for you and then give yourself those boundaries. Um, and both iOS and Android devices have ways for you to do this. There's also specific apps that you can get that will help you uh, set timers and set limits for specific actions that you're doing. 
Um, but as I said, those, are, those apps are there to keep you in. Even when you're on like, um, like on a Netflix, it'll ask you, Hey, you want to keep watching? It'll just keep streaming for you for a while. Yes. <laughs> you it, it just keeps going. Um, and it, it, it takes a good long while before it asks you if you still want to keep going. Uh, <laughs> so, so putting those things in place on our own end and saying, you know what, I'm only going to spend half an hour a day on social media, or I'm only going to spend an hour a day in this on TikTok because that's maybe that's how it helps you. You know, maybe you're using it to de-stress. Maybe it helps you get away. Maybe it it's a place where you're learning information. So, but it's about and it's so personalized. So you have to think about your own space and 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 what's going to work for you. So that's really what the three R reboot is about. Is looking at your own space and putting in place some tools to help you have a healthier, more intentional uh, relationship with the digital world. Well, what about then, Sarah, with um, like giving incentives, say, for parents, for their kids who are always on either their computer games or their phone or whatever? Mm. Is it a way you could say to the kids, look, you can have an hour, say, tomorrow if you go out and do two hours exercise. Like you go out and play with your friends for two hours or you play oh, yeah. sports for two hours. And then by the time they probably want to phone after they come back, they'd be so exhausted to just fall asleep. I mean, yeah. it, it, is that a way for, for parents maybe to to get around us as well, especially if they're struggling with kids who don't want to go out and play. Yeah, absolutely. We use that in our own house. Um, my kids, since we, one of the things we do since we homeschool is they have a list of things every day that are, um, that are for their education that they need to complete before they're allowed to have, uh, like their, any of their digital devices for, for playing video games or watching movies or things like that. Um, so it's, it's about helping them put in place those limits and, and having the conversation. So when my oldest got a cell phone, um, I have a digital device agreement that we used and it's actually on my website free if anybody wants it. Um, and <laughs> it has like a, it's, a, I designed it because I needed it and I needed a way to have this conversation and say, here are the things that that we need to talk about because this is stuff that you're going to encounter. And here are some ways that I want to make sure that we're setting up some boundaries so that you have time away and making sure it's a conversation. And I think that's the biggest piece, um, especially for kids and teens, um, because they're going to have to deal with this their whole life. So just like you would teach them how to uh, like drive a car or use an oven, any of those things, you teach them how to use it by putting in boundaries and perimeters and and sitting down with them and learning how to use it, right? Yes. And we have to do that same thing with the digital world with our kids. So including them in that conversation. Um, and we've had conversations with them. The same thing that I'm asking people, adults to do for this uh, reboot is, you know, how long do you think you need on this app? How long is is good for you? And use that as kind of a back and forth because sometimes they'll say, well, I need 10 hours. No, no, you don't need 10 hours on YouTube a day. Not a thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, that's good. We don't need that. And so, so just helping them kind of realize what, what is really helpful and making them, helping them make that intentional choice um, and teaching them to make that intentional choice so they can keep doing it because this, this, uh, this online world isn't going away. The, I'm on your website, thestardeffect.com, 
and um, be a little bit nosy. So I've, we've spoken about already three or reboot. And can I just ask you, what's the thoughts before hashtags? What's that about? Mm. Yeah, so that's uh, that's my blog where I go a little more in depth um, on certain uh, aspects of of the digital world. Um, whereas, like I use Facebook and Instagram for just short snippets. Um, I really put a lot more more information in in those blog posts. Yeah. Cool. What about yeah. then? You, you have you have um, you have a store kind of interest. You have stickers mm -hmm. and magnets. But you have these journals for teens. So what, what's that for? Does, does a, yeah. So what, how, how does that work? Yeah. So uh, one thing that I am a big, uh, a big, I don't know, champion for, I guess, I don't know, is, is taking that pause, putting that device down and taking a minute to think through what it is that you actually want to say, how you feel. Um, so on the internet, there's no eraser. It's one thing I tell teens all the time. Once you put it out there, you no longer really have control over it, yeah. unfortunately. Someone can screenshot it. It can be searched by somebody who knows how to find things. Um, and so even, even if you're in uh, private chat conversations on different social media apps, so there are ones that are encrypted and we can, that's a whole other conversation. But just to make them aware and be very... Um, intentional about what they're posting. And so the journal, I created the journal to really help have that space that you can take those feelings that you're having and write out. I have, I have um, pages for like thinking through how a conversation might go um, for what some options for digital docs, and then thinking about how you felt about it. Um, and then just pages for creating and brain dumping and taking that time to get off the internet and think through some stuff. And then if you want, you can rip it up. You can black it out. You could burn it. You could do whatever. And it no longer exists. Unlike if you posted it on Snapchat or something. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. You said, is, is it a case here? Have you ever, ever heard of um, modifying of, of people's posts or information? I noticed you can get hackers and you can get, um, people hack your information, especially if it's online, but ha has it happened that you're aware of that you put an article out, for example, or you put a post up and then years later, as you said, you know, it's always there. Can, yeah. can somebody modify that post and kind of make out that, oh, this is what the person said. And then you, you, you reply and go, no, I didn't, I didn't say that. Somebody um, has manipulated yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, if, Unfortunately, with photo edit, I mean, photo editing apps are fantastic right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you can really, you, I mean, because you can make a video of someone saying something based on just a video they have on the internet and you can change the way their mouth moves and have them say something entirely different. Yes. Uh, <laughs> which is really, sometimes, sometimes people do it very humorously and you can tell that it's done humorously and, um, but but there is that danger that that someone can take things and change it and and yeah there's no simple solution to that unfortunately because we we do live in this world we are communicating and we are talking with each other um so you the only real real kind of uh, course of action that you have if someone does that is to go back and say no here is my original post yeah. this is what i actually said um, 
and yeah and then kind of go from there it's frightening because as well they can actually probably take something out of context so say for example you've made a statement and they just take one sentence and Mm -hmm. then that sentence doesn't doesn't give the full picture of what you're trying to say um i'm not trying to scare anybody listening to this but this is the facts that's going on today in today's world unfortunately which which um there's good in social media but there's also idiots out there um that want to ruin a lot of stuff oh this thing as well sir just your before before one more question to ask before we go or chat about but what do you think of this where you have you've these individuals who are on social media and i mean i can't really talk for myself because for me personally i just i'm on well-being career world i don't show my face it just it is what it is but generally do you know when you get these people that make these sarcastic strange comments about uh people that made a post and sometimes they've been quite hurtful and quite mean and um, and their name is like joe blogs one two three four five or yep. or you know banana one two three why isn't it in this world that that's stopped why don't we have you know relevant if you show a picture or not of the individual why isn't it not verified all every person or every user that's on on a site you know what i'm trying to get at mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean and they are there are um different uh, different sites that are popping up that are asking to verify each individual person um but as the as the internet has evolved and as these apps and and platforms have evolved they're they're playing catch up a lot of times i feel like like right. oh oh yeah we messed that up we'll figure out how to fix it but it's going to take a while um yeah. so they have to do all that coding on the back end and figure out how to make it work and then test it and it just all takes a long time uh so they're they're slowly moving that direction i think um but it's going to take time and and it's going to be slow <laughs> there, there was one girl i had seen she's very clever she she had posted something, I think it was on TikTok, and uh, a, a person sent a comment. And the person's was it was a weird name, it was like whatever, banana one, two, three, four, five, six, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And she didn't reply to the guy and our girl, however it was, I don't know who was behind it. And uh, the, the guy replied back and said, Why not? And says, Well, if you're not willing to verify who you are or give your real name or show your identity, I won't respond to you. And yeah. and that was the end of that conversation. So I actually thought that was a clever thing to do mm-hmm. um, of, of confronting the situation, but say to the individual, look, I don't know who you are. I'd like to engage, but I'm not engaging in this conversation because you're not willing to show the real you, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Because people will, because there's this screen in between us, there's this idea of anonymity and people will definitely hide behind that. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of times the people that are hiding behind that are doing things that are and saying things that are really just would, you wouldn't walk up to somebody that you didn't know who was doing something in the parking lot and say those things to them. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no. Um, but, but we haven't, because it's, we're, we're still figuring out how to work together in this world. We haven't put in place those same kinds of, of parameters mm-hmm. um, and social pressures. So the trolls keep coming up, but I think um, exactly what that, what the poster did was, was perfect. You don't want to feed the trolls. No. If you feed the trolls, they're just going to keep coming back and keep coming back and keep coming back. Um, so a lot of times I've seen people that will say, you know what, I'm just going to address something that's happening in my comments 
yes. just to address it, but yes. I'm not commenting. I'm not going to engage with those people, which is exactly what you want to do because they're going to move on to someone who will engage because that's what they're looking for. They're looking for someone to, for whatever reason, yes. to, to enter a dialogue that in some way they think is going to end up with them looking better, but it, it's, a troll's a troll, unfortunately. <laughs> that, ha that happened to me a couple of years ago where I had done a podcast with a, a wonderful person, inspirational, that was uh, working for, was it SpaceX or NASA at the time? And we posted the podcast out there, it was on LinkedIn and so on. And then there was this person and there was no name to the person, but the person just wanted to have a go at the environmental side of, uh, you know, the, the the of rockets going into space, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I tried to engage with the individual on LinkedIn, and it was the worst thing I could have doing because my ration behind that was thinking, well, if I can try and explain why, mm -hmm. um, you know, everybody has different beliefs, everybody has different opinions, and but the person just got more aggressive and more aggressive. And more. Yep. So it kind of, it makes you realize, I mean, getting back to that then, can you turn comments off and why don't people turn com comments off on their Ooh, social media? Is certainly. it part of the algorithm that they want to engage? Is that what it's all about? Um, a lot of times people won't turn comments off because they want that engagement because that does help boost your stuff to go see, to, to be shown to more people. Mm -hmm. um, but, but certainly when you are in, it's, one thing that I tell people a lot is your page is your page. You can turn comments off. You can block people. You can unfollow people. You can restrict people's access. Like just because you are, you have a, a public profile on a site does not mean that, that you have to engage with all of these people. Yeah. Um, you have control and, and empowering people to know that because a lot of times we'll get on there and we'll say, oh, well, but I, I really should leave this open because I might be able to help them with a troll. Unfortunately, they're, they're not ready to be helped yet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, 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 and no one has, no one has really had uh, you're not winning any arguments on social media. That's just no. not um, one of my go-tos. If someone will comment on one of my posts in a way that is, um, that it, I don't feel like they're going to be open to engaging in a conversation, that it's just going to be mostly yelling back and forth at each other. Yes. Um, I will, I'll invite them to, to send me a direct message to DM me um, because usually that stops them and they yes. don't want to engage anymore. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then if they do want to engage, then I know they are open to having a, a more constructive and, a conversation and, and learn from each other. Um, but usually the, the like, okay, well, let's take this over here and talk about it. Um, shuts them down real yes. fast. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, it's amazing. But I think what you said there, a, a point that you made, was, which is brilliant, a statement that you have control. So if any listeners, mm -hmm. listen to what Sarah said, you have control to do what you want to do. You know, put the phone away, ignore them, delete the app do what you have yep. to do there's nobody forcing you to have a phone <laughs> there's nobody forcing you exactly to have an ipad yes. there's nobody forcing you to be social media it's you know you don't want to get it so what you said there sarah brilliant you you have control what about then the services yep. that you provide so say for example uh an idiot like myself mm -hmm. is going to get in touch with you tomorrow 
how does it work? Do you do you, uh, do you do groups? Do you do individuals? How does it work? Yeah, so I do um, presentations for organizations, schools, professional organizations, uh, anything and anywhere in between. Um, and I also do one-on-one consultations with people um, who who want a little bit more individualized attention, want to really dig into to some things and how how I can help them create that balance between online and unplugged. And you do these sessions, are they virtual or in person or both? Um, most of them are virtual, um, but I have done some presentations in person and I'm definitely open to doing some consultations in person for anybody that is uh, in and around the Pittsburgh area. Cool. I'll tell you something, you'd be, I have to say you'd be great in schools. I think the yeah. schools would... Um, have a big need i think for for somebody like yourself with, with your services so before we go the famous last question where are you and all the social medias are you on the long here we are here we are talking about digital additional wellness yes <laughs> <laughs> and the last question is where are you on social media <laughs> yeah well you want to you want to curate your feed with people that are going to be helpful so i hope that i am helpful for people um <laughs> But yes, so I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Start Effect. Brilliant. Well, a big thank you to uh, Sarah Maynard today for chatting with me about digital wellness and all things got to do with the internet and social media. Um, I'll put the links in to uh, getting in touch with Sarah once the podcast has been approved and uh, released. So thanks very much to Sarah for chatting with me today. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. <laughs>